You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church God's House of Prayer located in Fairborn, Ohio. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore. And I will send thee unto Pharaoh, and thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. You may be seated. Or bow your heads with me while we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray now, Lord, that you anoint me to preach a message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand, draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning we'll talk, obviously, about uh, the bush that did not burn. It is uh, this event. In, is one of the highlights of the Old Testament. Uh, it's historical. It's in this event that God pronounced the redemption for his people through him. It shows the uh, omnipotence of God. He can contain all of his fullness in a simple 
desert bush. And Moses is, when this happens, Moses is going about his daily job, tending the flock uh, his, of his father-in-law. He led the flock to the backside of the desert and came into the mountain of God. That's what the Bible says. And there's nothing in that verse that proclaims it as anything other than like a typical Monday or a typical Tuesday. Uh, yet there's an event that takes place that has never been experienced by anyone before or since. Nothing that would identify God is found throughout the Bible until God speaks uh, to Moses. Uh, we don't know um, this is the first encounter that Moses had with God, and he certainly recognized, uh, recognizes God in the bush, that he is uh, the God of their fathers, and he cannot ignore that. Uh, Moses, if you look there in verse uh, 3, says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. When uh, the Lord is moving, when the Lord is in a certain place, when the Lord uh, comes into the affairs of man, when the Lord shows up on that typical Monday or that typical Tuesday, when you did not have a plan that day to be encountering God, where you uh, didn't know that you were going to have a need or you didn't know that you were going to have this moment, it's just your typical day. You find there in verse 3 uh, that Moses cannot ignore it. He turns aside to see the burning bush. And, and when God shows up like that for you and I, it's much the same. We cannot ignore that. When we talk about uh, feeding Fairborn, anytime I talk about it, I also add in the funding. Uh, the funding for feeding Fairborn has been the most miraculous part of it. Uh, I go ahead and plan what we have uh, to give to who we, we can. I like to say that we've never turned anyone away, which is truthful. Sometimes it just takes us an extra day to get the food there. But when we do the budget, every time I look at the financials, uh, we are smack even on the money. Uh, within Right now, we're sitting within $15 uh, to the good of, of it being taken care of. And that doesn't come through planning, and it doesn't come through luck. It is the hand of God. It is when God moves. So anytime I tell the story and I testify about what God's doing in Fairborn, I always add that part of it. Because we're simply not good enough to do that on our own. It takes the Lord intervening. It takes the Lord showing up in the way that he deems fit. Moses could not escape this event. He could not walk by it. He had to give it all his attention. It wasn't something that he could casually glance at and pass on by. Now, I want you to understand that concept because as God moves in Fairborn, and our time is near. I think everyone in the room agrees uh, with the statement that we, have, we are closer than we have ever been to seeing Christ returning. Now, I know that's a logical statement that one every day gets us a little closer. But when you turn on the news or you flip open the newspaper or you uh, turn on a computer or a device, uh, you see uh, biblical events all over and what the Word of God talks about the last days. And we know that it's soon. We can see the birth pains in the world, and we cannot ignore it, much like Moses knew that day. He knew something was going on that was divine um, because the bush was not consumed. And this causes Moses to turn aside from what he's presently engaged in doing uh, 
to the happenings of this desert bush. It demanded his attention. And God will do that any time he moves and any time a person allows him to have control of their life. You see, this episode in the desert uh, was for God's glory and his magnificence was demonstrated in the fact that the bush was not consumed. The only person that saw this was Moses. He knew that God was there with him on the mountain. He's the only human being that saw this event, yet the world over knows about it and countless millions believe it. See, it is proof that the presence of God is not restricted by circumstances, nor man's inabilities or abilities. God acts independently of us. He may use man, he may bless us, but his actions and doings are not dependent upon what man does or what man can explain or what man understands. When Moses saw the bush burning, he looked at it to see why it was not consumed. And in this, we see a human being trying to understand and explain God. That might be silly to us sitting here today. It still happens all the time. If you turn on, like I said, the news or flip open a device and Look through the internet, you'll see over and over countless times folks uh, talking about religious matters in general or in politics, and most of the people that you see in here are, have no clue what they are talking about. We see them in a um, manner leaving the Bible and trying to explain God and understand God through their own definitions and their own minds and applying their own likes and dislikes to God where we stand back we understand God through the lens of the Bible we can't know anything about God that God doesn't tell us about himself and he's told us that in the word of God he's revealed himself to us just like he did Moses that day in Psalms the Bible says when I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained When we think about God in those terms, we realize that we are finite, lowly creatures and that we serve a magnificent, loving creator of all things. And it starts to put us in the right perspective. Most of what we see going on around us is because everyone in the world nowadays seems to look in the mirror and see the world. They think only of themselves. They act only for themselves. And greed and selfishness prevail. But that's not what the Word of God talks about. That's not what the Bible prescribes for mankind. When God intervenes and God gives us a way, a more excellent way to a better life, the Bible says that we can have life and have it more abundantly. And that's available through Christ. It's only through that salvation that we can start to turn our lives around, that we cannot see Uh, The world is something for us, but that we are something to impact the world, that we are salt and we are light in the world around us. On this mountain which Moses individually experienced the presence of God, later in in the Old Testament, the Israelite nation would also experience the presence of God 
uh, there. But Moses wasn't aware of the history or the significance that would be attached to this at the time. More likely than not, you have in your personal lives, uh, I know there's lives, there's instances um, in the history of this church where events have taken place and you don't realize in the moment but everything is going to change. Everything is about to change. And you can look back and see those times in your own life, in the history of this church, in uh, your family, also in our community. And that's exactly uh, what's going on here. This is a, a complete adjustment of Moses' life. Most times, the humans, especially modern humans, we pray and pray for God to bless our work that we're doing. And you'll hear me pray for that over and over again. But what you don't hear me pray about, because I do this uh, typically by myself, when I'm planning, uh, when I'm uh, making our calendar or, or whatever the task is, I'm always praying to God for God to lead us and for God to guide us, both myself and everyone present, every person in the church that we would do what God would have us to do. You see, we can't be selfish and decide what the plan is. Right here, he doesn't reveal everything to Moses, but God gives Moses what the plan is going to be. He doesn't ask uh, what Moses is up to, or they don't form a uh, free Israel committee or um, group and, and then do things. God tells them what's going to happen. And when God tells us and when God forms the plan for nations, for churches, for families, and for individuals, those plans cannot fail. Now, you and I as individual Christians should be constantly seeking and constantly asking God uh, what his plan for our lives is to be. Whether you are 8 or 88, there is still life and still ministry and still time with God to be spent. There's still work here to do on earth. Moses' calling was given at this bush, and had Moses not responded to the presence of God, it is likely that God would have departed and said nothing to him and would have looked for another to fulfill his will. We must remember that God uses events such as this one for a specific purpose. He doesn't allow his glory uh, nor his omnipotence to be witnessed for mere men's boasting rights. Moses never used this moment to lift himself above any other person. He didn't go around and say, I was on the mountain when God appeared. I saw a burning bush and you didn't. Uh, Moses handled this correctly. And God used it to get Moses' attention and to give him his assignment. Uh, we are never to attempt to sensationalize the moving of God, but instead humbly be thankful for it. I am always kind of astonished and moved when I see God appear and work in our community and in our church and in our families. But the honest response of a Christian heart is humble thankfulness and not sensationalizing or boasting or anything of that nature. 
Stand with me this morning.